0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Auto Central, South Africa's number one motoring podcast. My name is George Meany, and as usual, joined by none other than the Wundee Le Sishi. How's it, Wendy?
1: Not too bad, not too bad. It's another week, so super excited.
0: Super excited. Isn't it the Bahrain race at the time of this recording coming this weekend?
1: Uh, Close. It's the Belgium. Belgium, uh, sorry. The Belgium Belgium Grand Prix. Yeah. I thought it was something with a B. That one over there. It's ah. actually uh, one of my favorite tracks, so super excited.
0: One of your favorite tracks? Super, super. Oh, why is it your favorite track? Because it's fast and Mercedes will win.
1: It's super fast. It's super interesting. Because um, we all know if Mercedes yeah, can't
0: corner, right?
1: It can't corner, but we don't have to yet. There's There's uh, lots of straights, so I think we'll be okay. I think we'll be just fine um, <laughs> this week. Well, we shall see. We shall well, see. you know what? Uh,
0: Hamilton should have should have gone to, a, you know, he should have been a drag strip racer.
1: Yeah, but then he wouldn't have seven, you know, championships, you know? He wouldn't be the best in the world ever. Because, so. you know, drag drag racers don't have to turn corners. But he's the best at turning corners, hence the seven titles, George. Come on. <laughs>
0: No, it's because most of the tracks have got more straights than, than corners, right? Uh, no we don't kidding.
1: make the rules. You just follow them. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, getting right into it. This episode, we are coining the Future Legends episode, and we'll unpack which cars are going to potentially be future classics. And then next, we'll be joined mm-hmm. by none other than Chad Lakoff, uh, our expert journalist, to unpack the contender for a future classic potentially, which is the 2021 Ford Mustang Mahou. One, uh, and if you don't know, the Ford Mustang um, in its heyday back in uh, you know the nineteen sixties has become a classic. And then, lastly, as usual, yeah. we'll be answering your questions via our Ask Auto Trader platform. So, uh, Wandy, getting right into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, definitely an interesting show today. And if you think you have some classics which we may have missed, please don't forget to just comment, um, like the show, tell us what you think, um, and don't forget to just subscribe and hit the bell icon. Um, so you know when the show comes out.
0: Definitely smash the bell icon so you know when uh, we do one of these. So the future classics episode. And uh, let's try and guess which car. Yeah. This is going to be a total guess. Which cars are going to be future classics. So uh, so what are some of the future classics you can think of and uh, have made an impression in your life, Wendy?
1: Um, well, there's basically there's um, the Lamborghini Countach for me will always be a classic. I'm so excited that Lamborghini just released a sort of a homage or a reimagining of it. Um, it's the first poster car for a lot of people, so I think it's always going to be a classic in a lot of people's hearts. And because I'm biased, of course, I have to include every single BMW in my list of future classics. I don't know what you think. Are, what are classics to you, George?
0: Definitely not a BMW 316i.
1: Um, you know, ask uh, depends who you ask. <laughs> I think all of them, every single BMW. <laughs> I'm biased. I, I
0: mean, for me, I think uh, I think the last of the V8s. That's what I keep calling yeah, them. Yeah. The last of the V8s, yeah, uh, you know, those, 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 those really, the, the muscle cars that are currently rolling off the production floors, those, those ones that are going to be the last ones produced, you know, I'm thinking yeah, of the, yeah. uh, the SUV, the SRT8. I used to have one. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the, the SRT, the, the sedan version. I think it, they also came in the Chrysler. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. but, but the last of the V8s, I think are going to to become classic cars, and uh, um, you know, for me, that's that's exciting because uh, either muscle car like the Ford Mustang, which is yeah. a V8, uh, became a classic. So, not because it's a V8, I think it was just made popular by, uh, by movies, but uh, but I think the last of the V8s for me,
1: definitely, definitely. What defines a classic car? Can we just kind of set the stage here of what a classic car is, just so everyone's on the same page?
0: Well, I mean, typically. And, um, I suppose in terms of, uh, uh, Wikipedia's definition, a classic (laughs) car is older than about 20 years. Um. And okay. uh, the definitions definitely vary across the board. Uh, the common theme of an older car um of sufficient historical interest to be a collectible and worth preserving or restoring rather than scrapping. So that's the definition of a classic car. It's worth preserving. Yeah. Um And uh, classic cars apparently are a subset of the broader category of collector cars.
1: Okay. So that's uh, kind of setting the stage. It needs to be either sought after... Uh, potentially a collectible vehicle, which a lot of people kind of have high demand for, um, in the future. Yeah. And uh, helps if they're old.
0: <laughs> and there's a, yeah, there's another subset of classic cars called anti- antique cars because antique cars manufactured mm. before 1980. And then vintage cars is another category, which is manufactured pre World War II okay so uh uh uh, you know classic the the classic car club of america triple ca they maintain a list of eligible unmodified cars that are called classic so there is actually an organization in the world that does this
1: yeah i mean we did do the icon episode a while back and i think it's important to kind of differentiate between the icons episode which we spoke about you know kind of uh you know fan favorite cars within the south african context so I'm glad that we now get to unpack some of potential future classic cars that exist today.
0: Well, I mean, as we get into the episode, you'll notice that, uh, um, you know, some of those very sought after cars were actually only produced in South Africa.
1: Yeah, there's a few, there's a few of them that we ha- spotlighted in the icons episode, you know, the super for instance, um, which, you know, is a, a loved vehicle in the South African market. Um, and it's definitely going to be a classic um, in South Africa, at least, and you know, we're speaking to another lover of classic cars, uh, classic cars, Chad. Um, he was just talking about how globally it's a loved car. So yeah, um, the South African, mo- uh, automotive cult- car culture definitely produces lots of classic cars. Well, let's, uh, let's
0: get right into it. Do you think the Golf GTI will become a classic car?
1: So this one is kind of debatable depending on who you ask. Um um I, I think of Golf GTIs as vehicles that are similar to what pop art is. You know, pop art what do you mean, became pop art? classic pop like as in Andy Warhol pop art sort uh-huh. of, you know. Um a lot of people thought it was just commercialization of a vehicle, but You know, people started to appreciate them over time. And I think the GTI is a vehicle which South Africans have appreciated a lot. And with the advent of EVs coming along, I think that GTI, specifically the last few ones, are going to be classic cars. Um, Some might say no, but I definitely consider them.
0: Well, <laughs> uh, Chad has a very interesting definition of, uh, for the GTI and it's not, uh, it's not what you might think. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to repeat it here because it's, uh, uh, you know, it's not repeatable on a show like this, but, uh, you know, everybody and anybody has a GTI. So how can that become a classic? It's not rare.
1: It's not rare, but people love it. And I think, you know, with the whole EV. You know, we, we know that VW is moving the GTI line into the EV space. And specifically, the last few ones that we have now will be rare cars. We've already seen on Trader that some of the, new, the, the latest GTIs have appreciated in, in price. Um, and I think that is an indication that a car is becoming a classic or is going to be a collector's item.
0: What? That it appreciates in price?
1: That it's starting to appreciate it in price before the end of its run. Um, it's not just demand but rather demand because of the end of an era um, so yeah that's that's what I consider a real classic
0: yeah, I mean I don't know I don't know so much about the GTI but let, it remains to be seen let's see uh, let's see where it goes um, uh, you know Maybe, maybe the GTI will become the eGTI. Who knows? And then, uh, and then the last GTI will be, uh, will be a classic. I mean, yeah. I don't think every GTI will become a classic. Maybe if they make something special as the last production ice run, that could yeah, be yeah, a yeah. classic. But if it's just a normal yeah. run of the mill GTI, I, yeah, I doubt it will become a classic. Hey? Um, you know, they've got to do something special let's, with the car in its last production run.
1: 100%. But I mean, let's take, um, the Model Three, for instance, not the Model Three, the, the Ford T model. Mm-hmm. Model the T. first production car, the, the Model the, T, the Model yes, T Ford. Yeah, I mean that was a uh, you know that wasn't supposed to become a classic car, but it became well. It's not a classic; car, it's a,
0: it's an antique, hey? an antique, uh, yeah, so vintage if,
1: car, it, and you know. It is. I'm just saying, I'm just using your own definition. It may come in 50 years. You never know, George. You never, you never know. know.
0: You never know. <laughs> but I think it's got to be, it's got to be something special in terms of, uh, in terms of its last production. All right, just, just, let's talk about V8s. We said V8s right in the beginning. Uh, which V8s you did, do you yeah. think, uh, are going to become classics?
1: There's many which are already classics, um, but, you know, kind of to what you alluded to, the last few V8s are going to be, um, the, the more popular ones, specifically naturally aspirated V8s, um, are cars which are already starting to die ironically my favorite engine is a bi-turbo v8 mercedes-benz's bi-turbo v8 and you know it's because of the sound um why i love that engine so much and why i've always been looking you know i'm always in the looking to see if i can get my hands on one um but to your point it's kind of the last naturally aspirated v8s which are pretty much all going to be uh classic sought-after vehicles you're already seeing it now
0: yeah exactly um, okay. So that kind of like, uh, uh, unpacks the, the, the V8s. I still think that the, the, the last of the V8s, uh, in terms of cars like the SRT, uh, um, the, I don't know about the I don't know about the Ford Mustang so much. The latest Ford Mustang. It's just that car does not inspire me. That
1: V8. No. Um, yeah, it's lost hearts. It's, it's lost hearts and it's not efficient. It's, you know, before, before the lo- the first few V8s. I'm talking about, you know, Eleanor and some of the the iconic ones. They gave people a feeling. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't just you know a machine where they stuck like a big engine inside. It was more than that. And I think, yeah, I agree with you. The, the latest ones just don't 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 inspire much. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Uh, electric cars. Where do you think? Uh, uh, where do you think the classic cars? I want to ask
1: you company? that. You don't ask me that. I want to ask you that. I want to ask you. <laughs> that because i think you're the biggest advocates of of electric cars do you think electric cars specifically the ones we have now or some of the, the you know the early ones are going to become classics
0: yeah, you know, maybe maybe the very early ones with you know the very first electric cars, uh, you know, and I mean don't don't shoot me for this, but um I mean I just I just don't think the Prius, I mean Prius is a, yeah. is a, is a hybrid. Uh Nissan yeah. Leaf I don't think that will become a classic car either. But maybe the very some of the very first uh electric cars, uh, you know, and and maybe they won't because you know, it's uh it's 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 not as inspiring i suppose as a v8 um or inspiring as a you know something that is mechanically uh, a a marvel of engineering um because i think i think that's a lot of the a lot of the classic cars are are marvels of engineering you know the 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 model t ford one of the first engineering versions of a of a car and uh, uh maybe the electric car won't become classics but people will start to collect them at some point when uh, when ice vehicles fade so yeah. uh, so maybe people will be you know after the very first ones that might have analog dials as a, as a as a you know as an example because most uh, most electric vehicles have screens and, and all that stuff and, and do any have analog dials do they have analog you know tactile buttons uh, yeah. those could become yeah. classic things that don't exist in the future and uh, and something that somebody's um after
1: I agree with you. Um it's it's kind of a thinker. Yeah. Um, you know, I think classic does not necessarily mean first. Yeah. Um, so I agree. I agree. I think it's gonna be kind of interesting to see because ultimately we're gonna be seeing a lot of it of electric cars. Um, and that doesn't and, you know, that kind of removes its classicness, if that makes sense, um, and its collectability.
0: Classicness. So I agree classicness okay um uh, all right so let's move on to uh uh, the the m cars i think all of the
1: m cars are going to become classics 100 percent. specifically you're speaking about bmw right that those m cars (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i agree with you i think every single m car is going to become um, a classic car my favorite car in the entire world is the bmw m2 um why the m2 and the m3 it's my favorite driver car. I think it, 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 for me, at least it, it covers every single base of what an M car is supposed to be. It's fun. Um, it's nimble. It, you know, the handling is insane. It's just the ultimate sort of um, expression of what M is supposed to be sheer driving pleasure. Um, so yeah, the M2 for me is just top, top of the mm. top of the list for me.
0: I think that the M3 is going to become the classic car. And the reason is because it was one of the first Ms.
1: Yeah. I mean, ask, ask any South African, they'll the same thing. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's such an iconic, iconic model. Um, it's, it's always going to be popular here, but you know, it's the greatest M3 that's ever going to exist already produced. That's a question that a lot of car fans are asking themselves is, do you already have the best M car now? And I think a lot of people are going to be, you know, starting to uh, start collecting them because the previous ones are collectors. Now they appreciate it in time. So
0: I don't see that. I don't um, see that. I don't see the I agree. M two in that history.
1: No, that's just a very personal thing to me. Um, it's, a, it's a classic in my books. It's always going to be the, the greatest M car that I was ever produced. So for me, um, but maybe so when, when ice vehicles yeah,
0: fade, all the I mean. M vehicles, all the last of the M vehicles will be classics and collectibles. Um, we can only hope. We can, only, can hope. only hope. All right. And then, uh, very lastly, let's, uh, let's get on to, uh, Japanese domestic market cars. So, uh, yeah. you know, the, 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 the classic drift car, the Corolla RX7. That, uh, yeah. I think it's already a collector's, uh, classic car.
1: 100%. Um, I think for a lot of people, that's where the love of cars come from is JDMs. Mm. Um, and it's very important to understand that JDMs is not, not every single Jap- Japanese car specifically an imported Japanese car, sports car that is. Um, and they are, you know, you watch Fast and Furious as a child, or you watch, you know, Initial D and you see these JDM cars drifting. Um and they inspire kids and they make you love vehicles from a very young age. So they become very popular. Um and also they banned um in America, I think it's 25 years after production, you can only bring them in. So they the demand is there, um, mm-hmm. and they fund cars which which have inspired oh, people.
0: The demand is there because they've cut off the supply. Um, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. uh, what sorts of JDM cars were in South Africa, and uh, what kinds of classics would you would you see in uh, in South Africa?
1: Um. So my favorite JDM cars is you you mentioned it is the RX-7. Um. It has been in South Africa, and um. I mean they've they're super awesome cars. They they there's so much you can do with them um, in terms of pers- personalizing them and making them your own. Um, and you can, you know, turn the power up to a thousand if you want. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of my favorite South African.
0: And I suppose the silica um, and the GT and the GTRs, uh, those yeah. are, those are popular yeah. JDM cars. Uh, you know, let's, so let's see, I mean, it's anybody's guess what uh, might happen in the future. So talking about classic cars, um, let's bring in none other than our very own Chad Lakoff. Um, um, our expert journalist Chad, who will be reviewing the 2021 Ford Mustang Mach 1. Now, we've been talking about classic cars, and uh, you know, we will we'll ask Chad to give us his um um opinion of the Golf GTI that we were talking about a little bit earlier without referring to the real words that he was using before the show because this is a family show but uh, uh we were we were we were arguing earlier Chad welcome to the show again uh, nice to have you we okay, were nice. arguing earlier on about uh, whether the GTI will become a classic car and uh, you said that uh, you know everybody and their cousin has one and that's the reason uh, uh they won't become classics give us give us your your rundown of why the GTI GTI won't become a classic.
2: I don't think it's going to become a classic to the to, to the extent that you're labeling classic cars here. And I, I just think it is. It, it's largely due to the popularity and the volume of sales. Um, and that's clearly seen now with the new Golf 8. South Africa yeah. is only going to be getting the GTI. We're not going to get a regular two liter. We're not going to get a 1.4. We're only getting GTI because that's the only model that sells. If you see a Golf Eight, it's going to be a GTI. When last did you see a non-GTI Golf Seven? It's a good point. That is, that is something that is rare. It's a good point. That yeah. is something that you actually take note of. Regular GTIs and the likes, sadly, no. Listen, it's a great car. It's a fantastic yeah. all-rounder, but they just sold in two, in, in such volume, that I don't think it's going to be heralded as being classic. Well, we have yeah, a that's recording,
1: a, so we'll we'll. we'll, we'll We'll come back. This we'll come back to this in ten years' time, and then we'll we'll see Chad. We'll, Let's see, we'll sure. see.
0: but I no, think Chad's I'll, got a good point. I'll put the vo- money on it. The volumes, the, on it. the volumes are where the, it's it's a you know in, in 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 a lot of instances, and we see this with the uh, the JDM cars that we just spoke about. Um, uh, you know, when there's a limited supply, that plays more into the classic than uh, when there are too many of them. And uh, I must agree with Chad. Everybody in their cat has a GTI. It, it plays to their desirability. Listen,
2: they're a desirable cause, um, but the South African culture, I think, is skewed it. So locally, it's definitely not going to have the same sort of cult-like status. There yeah. will be. Uh, there's, a, there's a caveat there that I'm going to say possibly things like the TCR. TCR was uh, just a, yeah. a cosmetic upgrade. Sure. But things like Club Sport and Club Sport S, for me, that is something that still turns my head. When I see a club mm-hmm. sport, I'm not, I'm not a GTI, I'm not a golf fan by any stretch of the imagination. I can praise its strong points, but it's just, it's the, it's actually, it's not so much the card, it's the fan club that I can't stand. <laughs> okay. And, but I'll still turn my head when it comes to a club sport or a club sport S because I know how good a card is because it was. Limited edition. There was, mm-hmm. there would, but mechanically, it was slightly different to the others, and that makes it stand out. That makes it jump off
0: the page. Mm. Exactly. On behalf so,
1: of Auto Trader, I'd like to apologise to all the the GTI fans. Um, uh, no for... apologies for my <laughs>
0: <laughs> ah what you know what? We're uh we're, we're we're agnostic when it comes to that. So uh so that's fine, Chad, don't stress about it. But we're not here to talk about GTIs, we're here to talk about the twenty twenty-one Ford Mustang Mach One. All right, so um this was a classic car, not this particular one, but Ford Mustang as a brand was a classic car back in the nineteen sixties, made popular and uh and got its uh got its fame through movies uh particularly. And uh so, so tell us a little bit about the history of the Mustang very, very briefly. And then tell us about this car.
2: So Ford Mustang, um, as we know, released in 1964, uh, midway through 1964, the first production year model was officially 1965, but you get 1964.5 models, which was that six months before it became official that they were selling vehicles. Those are probably the rarest ones, but the Mustang was designed to be a sporty V8 powered coupe that the blue collar man on the street could afford to buy. So it was affordable V8 coupe sports car and what they regarded as sports car at the time ownership Uh, and it made it accessible. And that's what made the Mustang so endearing. It's now in its sixth generation. This is now S550 is the code name for this one Uh, launched in 2015 locally. It's, proven to be rather popular. Since 2015, they've sold over 3,800 units of Ford Mustang locally, which is rather surprising when you consider that it is a slightly higher in more expensive vehicle. It is yeah. a, a rather niche model. Let's put it that way. It is a coupe, generally V8s. They've dropped the 2.3 liter EcoBoost from the local lineup. Once again, like with the Golf, they realized that customers are gravitating only towards the V8. So let's offer them the V8. And there's no point in offering them the 2.3 EcoBoost, the four-cylinder engine. This, in 1969, the Mustang Mach 1 came out and it was um, sort of Ford steering into the slide, steering into the skid, uh, realizing that people were racing their cars. They were going out, hiring the vehicles, uh, racing them over the weekend and then returning them on Monday. Um, mm. And they were sort of steering into the skit saying, okay, well, listen, if, if, if you're wanting to race these cars, let's build a vehicle that's a little more suited to racing or autocross or corner style activities. And they developed the Mach 1, which had some power upgrades, some transmission upgrades, and mainly suspension and braking upgrades. And 2021 Mustang Mach 1 does much the same. It's an homage to the 1969 Mach 1, oh. uh, and it sees largely the same. There's a little Mm. bit of there's a little bit of a power hike, but it's largely suspension, uh, braking, cooling, uh, a few little tweaks on it just to make it a little bit better and a little more exclusive.
1: Well, so if you have the if you have just a normal five liter um, sort, well, if you're in the line of buying a Mustang, is this the one that you that you want, Um, or do you want potentially the Bullet, or just a normal one? You just get some sort of tune so asking me
2: is is rather strange um it, because i have i have a particular i have a particular set of things that i look for in a vehicle um yeah. i like i do like the bullet mustang the mach one has the same engine modifications as the bullet makes the same 338 kilowatt power output um mm. as well five, uh, 454 horsepower um if we're speaking about mustang we have to use horsepower we can't really use kilowatts now can we it's such kilowatt, a yeah. yeah it's such a <laughs> such a, a british thing um but it has similar sort of tweaks. It's very similar to the Bullet. Um, all 50 versions of the Bullet that came into South Africa were manual, and only 15 of the 90 Mach ones that came into South Africa were manual. And driving a big five-liter, high-revving V8 with a manual gearbox in and drive to the rear wheels is something special. Sadly, it is something that kids today will not experience. The youngsters today in the motoring the motoring world, anybody born after. 2000 is probably not going to experience yeah. it. It's just not the way that the motoring world is going. Well, they're, so not, they're not going to know how to gear shift, right? Um, As well, yes. I mean, if they're even interested in cars, yeah, yeah, um, exactly. you know, uh, um, ride sharing and the likes is just putting a real hamper on vehicles like these that have a tangible, organic sort of experience to it. And, it, and it's, it's rather, it's a little bit upsetting, but I'm glad that I'm here for this transition in motoring and that I have managed to experience it as well. Um, The Mach 1 would be the sort of vehicle that I would possibly go for in a manual guise. I do like the styling. I like the tweaks. I I like the changes that they've made to it. If you're looking for one to use every day, you're probably going to gravitate towards the automatic, but that unfortunately just dilutes all the changes that they've made to the vehicle to make it a better sort of track car.
1: Mm -hmm. And
2: so then I feel that you may as well just go with a, a regular 5-litre GT with that 10-speed auto. Um, you're really not going to reap the benefit and the rewards of all the changes they've made. So why pay the premium? Um, you know, Just go out and get one of the regular GTs.
0: Well, I mean, I must say I, I was not a fan of the new, um, the new Mustang when it did launch. And I think it's because I got to drive the, uh, what was it, 2-litre turbo. Mm-hmm. Um, 2.3, Eco 2.3 yeah. EcoBoost Turbo. Yes, that one. And, uh, and, 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 and for me, it was just, it was, it was trying to be a Mustang and it wasn't. And, uh, yeah. uh I must say this Mach 1 is now seem, see, I haven't driven it, so I can't really say you've driven it. But for me, it's seemingly with its body styling, with what they've done with it. It kind of resembles the 1960s version just in a kind of 21st century guise. Uh, am I am I reading it right?
2: Absolutely. Uh, when they designed the, the, the sixth generation, they labored over the original fastback. So the Series 1, the 1965 fastback, they labored over it. And let's go with 69 with this one. Um, they were prepared to sacrifice the passenger compartment, the rear passenger headroom. And indeed, they did just to get the proportions right, to get the rake on the rear window right, to be able to place the wheels in the right place so that it has that proper look.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: it was facelifted in 2019, and it's uh, still retains a lot of that. It just had a few little styling tweaks. It was largely a tech upgrade. But I think yeah. it is definitely the, the closest that you're going to get to the original iconic first-generation Ford Mustang Fastback with creature comforts and modern day safety
0: lovely lovely stuff i'm I'm so glad that they've done this because for me uh, a mustang was losing its appeal and uh, now it's it's fun it's kind of like i want to i want to see more of this car i think it's i think it's getting its appeal back and maybe this will become the next classic from the from the 21st century who knows um so so chad what does this car retail for um uh, so you can't buy one of these New, off the floor mm-hmm. all
2: 90 models are spoken for and sold um and yes george uh, to that, only 90 models brought into the country so there's a bit of desirability factor here and yes you could see this being sort of future classic so I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with it the regular five liter gt to a lesser extent there's been enough of them sold for them to be rather commonplace just playing to our, our classic theme here GTI. this the yeah, this the bullet anniversary editions. Those are going to yeah, those are going to be the ones that are going to become a little more halo. Uh, when they launched, um, they were going for just just over one point two. Um, one some reports say just under one point two, and some said just over. What I do know is that there are a few dealerships that actually have these on their floors. So undoubtedly, customers bought them with knowing that there's going to be high demand and they could sell it for 100,000 rands profit or so. So you are going to find them for as little as 1.3 million rand on AutoTrader. And you can also find them for about 1.6, 1.7 million rand, but that's with delivery mileage on it. So it's it's virtually a brand new vehicle.
0: Exactly, mm-hmm. and 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 I suppose therein lies the uh, uh, the thing about appreciating cars. When there's low when there's low supply, a uh, high demand, um the car's going to go up in value. So uh, you know you you probably can buy one of these, but you're going to buy it for a lot more than 1.2 million rand, as Chad says. So uh, Chad, out of ten, very finally, what uh, would you score the uh, Ford Mustang Mach well, One?
2: I really enjoyed driving it. Every time I climbed into it, it was an occasion. My neighbors hated me at V8 <laughs> cold start <laughs> in the morning. I'm not popular here in the in the neighborhood. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to sample the six-speed manual version, okay. which I've sampled in the in the bullet. So I know it's largely one and the same. Um, I had the 10-speed automatic version, and that unfortunately soured it. And for that reason, I'm going to have to mark
0: it down and give just a 7.5. So there we go, ladies and gentlemen, 7.5 out of 10 for the Mach 1 Ford Mustang, the 2021 model. Um, but bear, bear in mind that that has a caveat, and that's because Chad got to drive the man uh, the, the automatic version. If he had to drive the manual version, I'm pretty sure that score would have been slightly higher. Um, so uh, thank you very much for joining, Chad, our expert journalist, Chad Lakoff, if you want to go and... Um, see any of his reviews uh, go on to autotrader.co.za and uh, go to the news and review section and you will see chad's reviews of many many cars particularly his video reviews and uh, uh, get some expert opinion before you buy your next ford mustang and uh, go and see what he thinks and definitely buy a manual version that's his opinion it's a classic driver's car um, so thank you very much chad nice to have you again and uh, we will see you next time lovely thank you very much guys you guys have a great show cheers cheers
1: thanks chad
0: so what do you think uh wendy ford mustang
1: 2021 7.5 i mean it's a it's a fitting place um if we consider the leaderboard you know the the only other v8 above it is the mercedes-benz e63s um and i think it's yeah 7.5 is pretty where i thought it would be um it, it seems exciting
0: very good. Well, let's get into uh, everyday people send auto trade and motoring related questions about all things car buying and selling. Now, Wendy and I will attempt to answer some of these burning questions. What's the first question, Wendy?
1: First question comes from Eugene, who's asked, my Peugeot 206 is heavier on fuel at the coast than, than it is at the reef. Move from Johannesburg to, to Cape Town. Any advice?
0: well uh fuel consumption uh, changed when you moved down to the coast could be explained uh Eugene by um the higher air density uh which allows more mm-hmm. air air to enter the car's engine and uh you know feeding it with petrol um to match the higher oxygen content um so you know. It could be also a case that you're um, a little bit heavier on the throttle because you have a little bit more power. Because air density mm. plus more fuel means more power, which means we tend to be a little bit heavier on our with our foot. So uh, uh, you know maybe the maybe the the thing that you're actually doing is uh, is putting putting your foot down a little bit more because you've got more power. Because when there's more power, you tend to use that power. Um, you know I, I I do it with my eye pace. You know it's it's very tempting to put your foot down. Very <laughs> tempting. Um, you know, so, uh, so maybe just, just watch how you, um, how you use that foot. Anyway, next question, Wendy.
1: Next question comes from B-Rats, who's asked vehicle mainly for game viewing once a month. So this is kind of a long wind one, but essentially, uh, B-Rats has a house in nature reserve. They have a budget of 60 to 70,000 Rand. They're looking for a vehicle which they can kind of use off-roading. Um, the other requirements is that the parts needs to be really available. Basic maintenance needs to be, you know, as low as possible. Pitch construction is not too much of an issue and they have noted that there's no, or there's limited mechanics in the area. What car do we suggest? Um, uh, you
0: know, I suppose the, 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 the car to consider here is, is, uh, the D21 generation Nissan Sunny 2.4, uh, or V6, uh, which is, uh, which is, you know, got a lot of roomy space inside. Uh, it is, it is rugged. Um, but don't forget the Toyota, you know, any kind yeah. of like, Toyota is uh, there should be parts everywhere in Africa for uh, with Toyota, you know. So don't don't discount the Toyota, especially the things like the Land Cruisers and uh, you know the 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 open top, or should I say open back Land Cruisers. Um, So maybe go for one of those. Maybe a Hyundai Tucson.
1: Yeah, definitely. uh, I think. Just an additional note: There's you may want to increase your budget to save you long-term costs on because the budget's kind of low, so it you can find a very high-mileage vehicle.
0: You're not going to find a low mileage uh, TO two with that yeah. uh, kind of budget. Yeah. Um, okay. You could go for and, the BMW X3 or the Volvo XC90, but uh, uh, you're going to have to increase your budget to go for those.
1: Noted. Last question comes from Under, who's asked, "Do you buy cars?" Very simple.
0: Uh, Autotrader doesn't buy cars. Autotrader is an independent uh, marketplace that uh, uh, links the buyers and sellers of cars. However, We do have a seller's platform, and uh, we've got three products on that platform. The first is uh, Sell It Yourself, where you come onto the platform, you list your car, and uh, you do all of the vetting, you do all of the viewings, and uh, you do all of the paperwork yourself. And we provide the advertising platform for you. Um, And then we've got a second product called Sell It For Me, which is effectively us Helping you sell the car, we handle the entire process for you. The the, in, the appointments, the the, uh, the viewing of the car. Um, we'll even provide you space at our offices to meet with the buyer. Um, and we'll help you with the, with the paperwork. And then we've got a third product, uh, which is, uh, let your car be sold to all of the dealers on our network, um, which you can also take advantage of. And, uh, so those are the three ways in which you can sell your car on Trader. But unfortunately Trader doesn't specifically buy cars. That's all we have time for, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, it's been epic. Uh, my name is George Minnie and as usual, being joined by one dealer CC. See you next time.
1: Start with Autotrader.